All right, everybody, welcome to Wrestling at Work, episode three, the best episode of this podcast. Agree or disagree? I agree 100%, but I'll raise you with the best podcast in the world. Wow. Not even just the best wrestling podcast? Okay, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, we'll start small. This is definitely, hands down, the best wrestling podcast 100%. in existence. So thank you for listening. Uh, today's going to be a great show. It's going to be a little quicker. We're, we're, we're changing things up here. Landon and I are actually at work right now. Um, usually the first uh, couple episodes we recorded from our home, um, in the evening, but right now we are currently on our lunch break. So no, no emails about us not being productive. We are off the clock right now, but we are at work technically. And, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about wrestling. That's what we do. do that? I mean, it's wrestling at work. So our last podcast that we did, uh, was our WrestleMania preview and boy, oh boy, so many things have happened since then. We had WrestleMania weekend. Uh, we had uh, Raw and SmackDown after Mania. We had the Superstar Shake-Up this week. So there's a lot to talk about. We're going to hit the high points, give you our take on those things. Um, and then I would love to hear from some of you guys. We didn't mention this last time, but we do have an email address, wrestling at work. So wrestling at work one word at gmail.com you can send us an email with your thoughts or hit us up on twitter uh wrestling at work is a twitter handle um and we would just love to hear your thoughts if you disagree with us if you agree with us uh just whatever but just don't don't be mean because we don't like mean people i have a sensitive uh spirit Landon does. I, I'm more of a heel, so I can take it, but Landon's definitely the baby face of this pairing, and um, so just don't say anything mean about Landon, because um, I don't want to have to deal with that. Thanks in advance, guys. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Let's talk about WrestleMania. Woo! It's been, it feels like it was so long ago, but I still feel like I haven't processed all of it. I, I may, I've been threatening to do this, I just haven't had time, but I may need to like block out time to go sit and watch the entire show again because I'll tell you this starting at about probably towards the end of Charlotte Asuka I man I was so tired I can't imagine being there <laughs> but I was just I was so fatigued and it was really hard for me to pay attention to you know Daniel Bryan and Shane um, and then you know Brock and uh, Roman and everything that happened after that so um but here's what I want to do real quickly, just touch on the high point and the low point for you of WrestleMania. So Landon, tell me what was what was the high point, the the most exciting point for you, uh, and then what was the low point, either biggest disappointment or just, you know, not not a fun not a fun part of the show. What do you think? Well, probably the high point for me would be Seth Rollins going over mm. with the IC title. Very nice. You know, it, it it opened the show. It was a fantastic match. And that guy deserves that belt. He makes that belt look good. And he makes that belt mean something. I mean, that mm-hmm. belt's on Seth Rollins. Hey, that belt definitely has some weight to it. So um, I think that was definitely my high point. Um, and I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan. So, I, you know, big, big, big excitement when he won that belt. But... Not to discount Seth in any way, but I think really it was elevated because of that match in general. The Miz and the the recognition he's brought to the title as just a stellar heel. Um, 
and Finn Balor, who has been over for a while, um, but his injury kept him out, and they just haven't found a good spot for him. I think having those two guys in the match with Seth, when you looked at the match, you knew, wow, this is a great match. These are three like high-caliber superstars. This belt must actually mean something again, as opposed to like you know when Ryback had it back in the day, <laughs> or Curtis Axel, or Curtis Axel. So, I, you know, I agree with you, and I. Listen, the Intercontinental Championship is my favorite title. Um, it's for the working man. It is. And, and and it's got the biggest history. Not the biggest history, but in my opinion, the best history. Because you look at guys like Mr. Perfect and Macho Man, Ultimate Warrior, Stone Cold, Owen Hart, all these guys, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, all these guys that that title was their really their validation in the industry, and so it just it just means so much. So I'm so glad that it's in a great place. So totally agree with you there. Any other thoughts on that uh, before you tell us your low point of the night? No, I, I think you said it all um, right there, so I'm going to go ahead and jump into my low point. Um, you know, sadly, there were more low points than high points mm. for me. Um, but I, I would have to say my, my lowest point was... Maybe not my lowest. I, I'm not sure how I feel, but what I'm trying to say is the AJ and, and Shinsuke match, mm. I just, I had so much anticipation for that match, but I felt like it just never went in to that last gear. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it, it just, it revved up and plateaued, yep. and I was just, oh, when the bell rang at the end, I was like, man, I, I just wanted so much more because I knew it could have been like match of the decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that, that's completely valid. So let me give you my highs and my lows. Um, because you already said Seth, I won't say that. Uh, but that was that was definitely a legit high point of the night. I, I will say, um, man, I, there were a couple of high points for me as far as storyline. And they weren't necessarily a high point for me because of the match. I mean, if you're talking straight matches, there's no way to, to not say the Intercontinental match. That was definitely the match of the night. But I'll say as far as... Storyline, expectation versus what was delivered. To me, Ronda Rousey was the star of the night. And because she didn't say a word. And as I suspected, as soon as she got in that ring, she was a natural. And I think now they know that. And I think we've seen on the past couple of... Because she hasn't said a word since WrestleMania. She's come out. She put Stephanie in an arm bar without saying a word. Um, and she's, you know, she say, uh, she rescued Natalia. Right. She, she put down Ruby Riot pretty hard. Yeah. So, I mean, like, and she didn't say a word. So I think they're learning like, okay, the, the build to WrestleMania, they did, I guess, I guess they, they in some ways had to put her on a mic because you had to hear from her. But then they realized after WrestleMania, when she established herself as man, she's legit and she can kill it in the ring with her physicality and her her experience as a fighter don't give her a mic anymore just let her come out let her fight in the ring let her be this persona and i think that's going to work for her and if they have a situation where they need her to say something um give her give her a mouthpiece i don't i don't know give her a paul Heyman or something like that but so for me that was was one of the high points of the night because I just had such low expectations after the, the, the build of that match. But I thought, man, everyone involved killed it. I thought Ronda especially was the star. And as much as people wanted to doubt or 
um, criticize the way the match was set up. Oh, pairing her with Kurt. Well, that was perfect because you know Kurt's not going to come out of that match looking like the star. Oh, Triple H and Stephanie, the authority, like, but, like that's not a good... But, but those are two people who are professionals at putting people over. They are. They have built careers on being nasty heels who make baby faces look more baby face. And so she's in the ring with the best possible people for that match. And I think it created the best WrestleMania moment possible. I mean, when I think of other booking options, uh, things that people threw around like The Rock or um, different partners like that, I mean, it would have clearly overshadowed Ronda. And she needed to come out of that match looking like the star. And I think she did. Um, so that for me, uh, was a high, um, low point. Oh man. I I'm like you. I think there was so many of them, um, completely valid what you said about AJ and Shinsuke. However, my only pushback to that was, we're not talking about this, but the biggest like moment of the night to me was Shinsuke heel turn. I mean, that was... I, I was so excited about it. Very that. unexpected. Very unexpected. And and what it did for me is it softened the blow of that match not being living up to expectations because now I kind of assume that they intentionally didn't measure up to expectations because this is not the last AJ Shinsuke match we're going to see. Right. And we might see it again at SummerSlam. I know we're going to see it again next Friday in Saudi Arabia. Um, we're not going to be in Saudi Arabia, by the way. We'll be here at work. Of course. Uh, like, like most of you people. Um, but... We'll probably have it on in the corner. <laughs> One thing I liked about the heel turn of Shinsuke was the move he used mm-hmm. uh, to turn heel is just classic heel move. It and, is. You know, it's, it's not used enough anymore. It's a good old-fashioned below-the-belt hit. Ugh. and It doesn't get any more heel than that. It doesn't get any more it heel really than that. It really doesn't. It's literally a low blow. It really is. <laughs> so it's it's That's worse than a steel chair. I think so. It's that's worse than anything, in my opinion. So that was just, and the way that they created that moment, because honestly, in my mind, there was no thought of Shinsuke turning heel. If anything, I would have thought AJ would have, but he retained. So in that moment, I'm thinking this is a legit moment. They're tipping their hats to the fans, saying, "Hey, we gave you this dream match. Look at these two great guys. They're gonna embrace. They're gonna, you know." show this this mutual respect and then it just it it turned literally south <laughs> and i loved every second of it absolutely uh, i loved every second of good, point. good uh, point of the heel turn how it's played out how shinsuke the last two weeks has attacked aj um and whoever's in the ring with them daniel bryan i mean come on like that like Shinsuke has the potential to get some real heat on him. And the great thing about Shinsuke being a heel, he doesn't need to talk that much anymore. If they wanted him to be a babyface, they had to have him talk. So it's kind of similar to Ronda. I mean, they they had to to put a mic on him leading up to WrestleMania and just have him talk about need a face and how he's going to be AJ Styles. But now that he's he's turned heel, and I, I loved when he told Renee, sorry, no speak English, and just walked away. Was that? I don't know if that was Renee. I could be misspeaking, but that was just a great moment. And to me, that might be like the cap on him getting a mic. That might be his thing from now on. Hey, I don't speak English. I speak in the ring when I attack AJ and low blow and and uh, you know 
kick Daniel Bryan in the back of the head after he's coming back from a concussion. Like he's he's going to get some real heat on him, and I think it's going to be great. And you know, I'm still going to be a huge fan of him if oh, Ezra yeah. says another word. Oh, absolutely. So that's that's just fine. For absolutely. Me. Um. So so my low point of the night, um, man, I. I'm going to have to think about it and try to remember. I think, um, you know, not to be cliche and not to be uh, obvious here, but the main event. I, Brock versus Roman, not the match itself, but the outcome, as much as it was such a swerve and everyone wants to talk about, oh, you know, Vince pulled one over on us. We just knew Roman was going over and then he didn't. I was upset because I was. It was kind of like a rip the bandaid off moment. Like just, just put Roman over. Let's go ahead and start. Let's get the belt off Brock. Let's put it on Roman. Who cares if he gets booed out of the building? We will start a storyline. We'll do something. But let's just let's just pull the trigger on this because I'm really tired of four straight WrestleManias with Roman closing the show, making it obvious that he's the guy they want in that spot. What, so, what were your thoughts on the match as a whole, the outcome? How did you react in the moment? You know, it's a great analogy about the Band-Aid because it's just like every match Roman has from now on, we're always going to be thinking, okay, this is the one where he's going over, we just need to get it over with. Mm-hmm. Whether they swerve us again or not, you know, it's like, oh, great. So, so if they don't swerve us and and he gets the belt great now we can move on if they don't it'll just be another oh, big exhale because yeah. we'll just be waiting for the next time because we know it's going to happen um but yeah the match was you know I, I enjoyed seeing roman getting beat up <laughs> like that's always fun to see well those two guys man i i think the match doesn't get enough credit because those two guys are great workers um even though Brock is not at at the peak of his physicality in terms of in the ring, he is as advertised, is what I'll say. He he doesn't, and I say that because like it, in in like contrast to John Cena, who I currently don't think is putting on some very great ring work. Certainly didn't at WrestleMania, um, but he's still in great physical condition. So you look at him and you're like, dude, he should be throwing guys around like he used to. But then you got Brock Lesnar, who's clearly aged, but he's like, he's like your like buff uncle who still works out, and you know, like he's not gonna like run a marathon, but like he could he could break a steel beam, like bend a steel beam over his knee. You know what I mean? Like, right. um, and so. That's what he does. He comes in there, and, I mean, he throws you around the ring like a rag doll, and he pummels you until you bleed. Um, the blood was – it was quite terrifying, to be honest. I, I didn't know what – I didn't know if it was real. I still – I haven't seen anything about it being real or fake or if he, you know, razored or anything like that. But it was a cool visual for sure. For, uh, and, you know, they keep showing it on Raw and stuff, but it's black and white, so you can't tell it's blood. So it's just Roman's face, and you can tell there's liquid, you know, something <laughs> on it. It's like a scene from Carrie or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so I mean, in that regard, to me, the match was as advertised. Those guys put on a slobber knocker of a just pound the crap out of each other. Um, but as, as the match went on, how were you feeling? And then 
when the swerve happened at the end, what what was your reaction? You know, really my reaction was just, well, what now? I mean, everyone thought Brock Lesnar was going back to UFC. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dana White was there. Everybody thought he was going back. And, you know, and then it came out, um, you know, leaked on the internet. Oh, Brock Lesnar signed for more time with WWE, but nobody mm-hmm. knows how much time. Mm-hmm. And so really just left me with a bunch of questions. But honestly, when I'm at WrestleMania, I think I, I like clean story closes mm-hmm. or opens. Yeah. I mean, because that feels like that's the time of the year to close a story or start a story. Yeah. And, and, if, you, and if you look at all the other matches, that's really what happened. You opened a story with Ronda Rousey, which they're, they're obviously going to hopefully continue with her and Steph. Um, so you started that story. You started a, a story with Shinsuke and AJ, with heel Shinsuke and AJ. Um, and so, and then this honestly felt like a fast lane match where it was just like kind of a, a buffer or speed bump on the way to getting where, you know, eventually they're trying to take you. And to me, that's not a WrestleMania moment. No. You, you don't use WrestleMania, certainly not the main event, to give us a, a speed bump you know, on the road to the greatest Royal Rumble. <laughs> like, right. Um, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, so now I want to move on to talking about Raw and SmackDown in the past couple of weeks, mainly the Superstar Shakeup, which happened this week. Um, I was very intrigued by the direction that the Superstar Shakeup went. What, what was your initial reaction? Not getting into specifics, but um, what, what was your, your thoughts overall on the Superstar Shakeup? Again, I felt like it was a little underwhelming. I, you know, there were some things I liked, but honestly, I just felt like all the not great people that were on SmackDown have come over to Raw. Mm. I mean, you know, yep. I mean, that's that's the simplest way I could say it. I just yep. feel like we got SmackDown's leftovers. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, that's my initial gut thought without going too deep into it. Yeah. I uh, I agree with you on that one. I'm excited because I don't know if I've, you know, said this on the show before, but I'm also just a SmackDown guy. I don't know what it is. I don't know if I just, I like the underdog so much or uh, the fact that two hours is much easier to digest than three. Um, and I, I don't know, but I, I feel like my overall reaction is that all the moves were great. There's not there's not a certain move that I disagree with. There was a few moves that I wanted to see happen. I wanted Seth to go to SmackDown, um, and I thought as soon as as Gender came out on Monday night, that confirmed it. I think I was texting you. I was like, yeah. "That confirms that Seth's going to SmackDown." I was so happy, and then Jeff won the belt, and I said, "Oh no, they might be sending Jeff." to SmackDown with the U.S. Championship, meaning... Because there is that unwritten understanding that the IC belt is on one brand, the U.S. belt is on one brand, and Universal title is on one brand, and the WWE title is on the other brand. So as soon as that happened, there was just all kind of conflicting emotions. I was like, oh, man, you know. But but overall, I, I would agree with you. I actually saw somebody posted on Facebook... Um, two posters of you know everyone that went to Raw, mm-hmm. uh, and that was um, people that went from SmackDown and also debuts. So some mm-hmm. NXT debuts, Authors of Pain, which that I, I'm stoked about that, um, and then everyone who went to SmackDown. So, and when you look at the two posters, the SmackDown poster looks like a poster for like 
a, a big like main event pay-per-view and then the raw poster looks like like a, like a b-rated house show exactly <laughs> you know yeah. and so yeah. and and so so we can get into a few specifics here but i think that it was wise in the sense that a raw's 3 hours long you've got a lot more time to stick acts in there like Breezango and the uh, fashion five yeah the ascension um all these guys that you saw them on smackdown like once a month at best because it's a two-hour show and you've got multiple storylines and you can't sacrifice a a big money-making storyline for fluff like the fashion files which i you know i i regret immediately calling it fluff because i think it's one of the greatest things on wwe television quite i think they need their own show on the wwe network to be honest so because i I think that that you know when they did the South Paul regional wrestling mm-hmm. comedy type stuff, man. I think if they took Tyler Breeze and Fandango, 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 Breezango is what we'll call them as Breezango. one unit, yeah. Um, and let them have like you know twenty thirty minute, you know, just show, and it's obviously filmed with like a handy cam or something. Like it's not even like right. professionally. I think it would be brilliant. I, I could get down with that. Um, but anyway, so on Raw, you've got way more time to incorporate that kind of stuff. And then on SmackDown, um, you lost KO and Sammy. You've you, you got to heal it up. So I think the addition of Samoa Joe and The Miz is going to help things take off. So you got Samoa Joe, The Miz, and now Shinsuke is kind of like your top three heels on SmackDown. And all of those guys are strong. Oh, yeah. Strong heels. And then you look at your baby faces, and you got Daniel Bryan. you got AJ Styles. Um, who else is it? Well, Jeff Hardy now. Uh, and I hope they keep Jeff elevated. I hope it's not. it wasn't just a means to get Jeff over there with the U.S. title, and now he's going to drop it to Orton or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, so, I mean, you've got a pretty solid card over there on, on SmackDown with opportunities for, for a lot of different storylines. I mean, think about this. Samoa Joe's there now. Pe- people... People hated that choice, by the way. I don't know if you saw reactions on on Twitter and Facebook. People could not understand why Samoa Joe went to SmackDown. And I'm sitting there thinking, look, think about this. He stays on Raw. What's he got? He's going to come out and talk trash to to Roman every couple of weeks about how he can't beat Brock. And then they're going to have a few matches. And they're not going to put the Universal belt on Joe right now, maybe eventually. But they're clearly going to put it on Roman and have him carry it for a year, at least until WrestleMania next year. Um, And so that, at best, was his feud over there. Maybe feud with Braun, but I think they're going to go in some different directions with Braun to kind of elevate his character. But on SmackDown, you've got, here's what we have the potential for coming up in the next year. Samoa Joe versus Daniel Bryan. Samoa Joe versus... I'm to, uh, I'm totally blank. AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, versus Jeff Hardy. I mean, you look at these these legendary matches mm-hmm. that we've we've never seen on WWE television. Samoa Joe versus Shinsuke. I mean, those two guys. I mean, heel versus heel. That's not out of the question, right? Um, so you've got these like potential dream matches that you can see play out over the next year even in like a tag team format like they've been doing on smackdown or you got aj and daniel bryan versus shinsuke and samoa joe like that's that's an amazing match with four like legends in the ring you're, you're not going to see that with with joe on raw um and randy will play a card in there somewhere too oh randy <laughs> oh randy out of nowhere 
Out of nowhere. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so what were the highlights for you of the shakeup? I know I kind of hogged the mic a little bit there talking about my reaction, but what, what were some of the highlights for you? Uh, and was there any, any decisions that you wanted to see made that weren't made? Any switches? Um, well, I think, you know, some highlights for me is because or some highlights for me are some of those guys I mentioned that were, you know, we'll, we'll just call them B characters on mm-hmm. SmackDown. Now, hopefully, like you said, on Raw, they'll have more time to do stuff. Because, like, I've been a huge Bobby Roode fan. Mm-hmm. And he was incredible back in NXT. Came up to the roster, feuded with Ziggler, and now it's... Yep. And now he's nothing. So, maybe this will be a chance for a lot of those guys that I like and appreciate and like, you know, like their work in the ring. Mm-hmm. Maybe this could be a good opportunity, some good TV time yeah. uh, for them to do some big things. So, that's what I'm super excited about. Um you know, I I think a lot of the main guys stayed where, where they are. You know, like Seth and Roman mm-hmm. stayed on Raw, and AJ and Shinsuke stayed on SmackDown. Um, so I think I was hoping for a little more shakeup, like mm-hmm. in that top-tier level. Yeah, I felt like we got more of that last year. Yeah. I felt like, you know, I think last year was KO came over, right? Mm-hmm. And that was pretty unexpected. Um, yeah, there was a lot of switches like that. But, yeah, I, I think this year we didn't see a whole lot of that. Um, I, I will say this, my favorite moment though, was, uh, KO, Sammy and the Miztourage hugging and jumping up and down in the middle of the ring. <laughs> yes. I will never, never get that out of my head. Um, so this may be a dumb question cause I feel like we've already in a roundabout way answered this, but who, who won, which brand came out the winner of the superstar shakeup? Yeah. Without a doubt. Smackdown. Yeah. It's just. It's a shorter show, big talent. It's going places. It it has now, and I hope it is now must watch because I feel like now with the way that the card is uh, or the roster is stacked, they're going to launch into some storylines that every bit of that two hours is going to have something meaningful going on and something that you want to see because it involves somebody that you actually care about. Um, so that's my hope there. So that's that's a superstar shakeup. Can't wait to see how that's going to play out. Who um, who was your favorite call up from NXT in the shakeup? Hmm. Well, you know, I was kind of surprised Adam Cole did not move up. Um, well, he just got the belt though. He just got the North American title, so which is true. Yeah. But I, so I was even surprised about that. Yeah. But that was that was probably my biggest thing. But um, sanity. Yeah. I think without Nikki Cross. That's true. Yeah. So, but that's so they, actually better. People are people are up in arms about that too. But that's better for her because now she's gonna have time to shine as a as a solo female. Um, you know, performer in NXT and she's going to get a lot more traction before she gets caught up. She will get caught up. Let's, let's not act like this was a nail in her coffin by any means. Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was a a pretty interesting call up. Yeah. And I I think sanity, I think they have an incredible entrance. Mm -hmm. I think they got some good finishes, good chemistry. I mean, it's it's a great, great tag team. And, um, the, um, the triplets, the mm-hmm. the three tag teams are kind of rare. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm excited we're to see seeing, what those We're guys seeing do. a few more of them. Right. Well, now, of course, the Miztourage is broken up. Uh, they didn't do a lot of, of six man tag or even tag stuff. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you've got uh, the New Day, obviously, most notably. And now you've got Sanity. 
Um, I'd love to see some more of that kind of stuff, like I know. like a mini faction. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I love that. I think for me, um, I I love seeing Drew McIntyre. Mm. Um, and that was on Raw, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he he came in with with Ziggler, and I'm not sure what they're gonna what direction they're gonna go with that. Him and him and Dolph are gonna be in cahoots or something like that. But um, you know, I am so glad he's there. I I felt like when he started back at NXT, he should have just gone straight to the main roster, in my opinion. Um, and so I think his injury was almost a blessing because he got injured. They had this influx of, of you know, emerging new talent in NXT, and basically he got over his injury, and they're like, well, we don't have a spot for you. We're going to promote you. <laughs> um, and so right. I, I think I think that's going to be great. I'm kind of anxious to see where, where that goes. Um, so, yeah. That's that's the superstar shakeup. Uh, I want to end. We got a couple more minutes. Um, so the greatest Royal Rumble is a week from tomorrow. We're recording this on on Thursday, uh, a week from tomorrow on April twenty seventh, and it's at noon is when it airs. So we will be watching it, I guess, at lunch. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, <laughs> but let me just run down the card really quick, and then we'll get some some quick reactions before we close things up today. Um, so, so here's, uh, the matches that I was able to dig up. There's probably some more that are on here. Right. Um, but these were the ones that were listed online. Uh, we've got a fatal four way, well, not a fatal four way, but a ladder match for the IC title. Miz, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and Samoa Joe. So that's interesting. Um, we've got Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos for the SmackDown tag titles. We've got rematch of Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal for the U.S. title. Um, we've got the ever-changing casket match. Uh, <laughs> as of right now, I just I just looked because it's gone back and forth, but it is Undertaker versus Rusev right now in a casket match. Um, you've got Cena versus Triple H. Don't know how I feel about that. Um, and then you've got the two big WrestleMania um, rematches. You've got AJ versus Shinsuke again for the WWE title, and you've got Brock versus Roman for the Universal title. The big question, are they putting the title on Roman in Saudi Arabia, yes or no? Well, Will, you know, I I think every match that Roman has with Brock Lesnar from this point forward, I'm always going to go, Yes, Roman's going to get the belt. <laughs> Even if they swerve me again, I'm still going to say it the next time because yeah. I know they're going to pull the trigger on it. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I'm sure a lot of you guys know that, that are wrestling fans, they want to see that crowd. They're, they're hoping that crowd's going to really cheer for Roman. And, you know, they, they want to be able to cut to that B-roll and all their mm. promo packages. And I mean, you know, it's smart for them to do, but geez. Yeah, I think I think without a doubt he wins it. I could be wrong. Maybe the next episode I'll I'll be uh, correcting myself or, or apologizing. But I I just to me this is this is why they're doing it because this is as close as they're gonna get to getting what you're talking about to right. getting that footage of the crowd popping of hands in the air and smiles on faces with Roman holding up the belt. And not something they have to edit later yeah. to take out the booze. Um, and he'll come back and he'll get booed out of the building on Raw the next week. Should be and fun. I, and, and, and it is what it is. Um, 
But if this is something they're going to do, and at this point they have to, they've invested way too much time and money and and airtime into building up Roman. It's like we've got to at least put him on, put it on him, and then see what happens. I mean, maybe right. some people will warm warm up to him. Maybe you know they'll they'll take. In my opinion, I don't think he's going to be over unless they turn him heel ever. I think if they turned him heel and they did it the right way, he would be the most over superstar on the roster. I agree. Because people that, that hate him and love to boo him, they will still love to boo him, but they will actually love him and love to boo him, and they will love him because they get to boo him, and they're supposed to. Exactly. Um, so, you know, I, I think I think that's what happens uh, on next Friday, and I hope I'm right, and I hope it's... They they can't swerve twice. I, I just I don't see them doing that. I mean I, I don't see them after what happened at Mania going to Saudi Arabia and and doing a carbon copy. Um, Unless it ends in a no contest, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. They've just been making such a big deal about it. Yeah. I you know and and it's it's one of those things you know they always make a big deal about you know the Madison Square Garden show every year and that kind of stuff. And, and those always kind of end up that way. There are no finishes. Of course, those aren't really aired on the network. Um, but they've just made such a big deal out of this and, and put so much marketing energy behind it. And I just, that's got, they've got to have a moment like that. Personally, I don't think any of the other titles change hands. I, I don't think we see any of the other titles change hands. I could be wrong. Uh, the Usos might win back the, the SmackDown tag. I don't know. Um, I don't, gender's not going to win the U S title back. Um, I, 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 Seth's got to walk out of there still intercontinental champion. Oh, he's got to, um, the, the only thing I could possibly see is Finn winning the IC title. Um, it's possible and coming back and starting a, a program with, um, with Seth. I, 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 I don't know, but that would even be a stretch. So, uh, I'm excited about it. Um, Me too. I, I am. I mean, notably uh, disappointed that because of the culture, they can't do any female um, matches. That is and interesting. It's it's disappointing, and I'm a little disappointed in WWE that they're even doing that. I feel like they just have put so much time into, you know, equal rights and civil rights and all this, and then for them to go into a country, and I understand money speaks louder than anything else when you're a business, but to go into a country and, you know, basically take all the women on your roster and tell them, hey, sorry, you can't perform at this show, even though it's huge and it's going to be on the network and right. a, a big deal. You know, you're cutting out an entire segment um, and, and a, a larger growing segment of your program because of rules that are, you know, quite honestly, not just. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, we won't get on, off on a political tangent. That's all right. Um, but listen, that's our show for today. So, Heck yeah. I, I think we covered everything. I think we stuck to it. I'm ready to go eat some lunch. Uh, Sounds the, about right to me, the man. The rest of our lunch hour. Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys for listening. Again, if you want to email us, wrestlingatwork at gmail.com. Uh, send us a tweet at, uh, at wrestlingatwork. Um, comment, like, subscribe to our podcast. Give us five stars on iTunes. I'm trying to get like a bunch of five-star reviews um, just so I can feel good about myself. Right? Yeah, I mean, you that know? sounds right. So give us some five-star reviews. Subscribe, like. 
do all that kind of stuff. Let us know that you're listening and let us know what you think. And uh, we will be back next time, um, hopefully talking about the greatest Royal Rumble and how Roman Reigns is the new Universal Champion. And then we'll all just let out a big sigh of relief and then we'll just move on. Yeah. You know, it feels like, not to go back into it, but I just thought of another analogy because I love analogies. <laughs> it feels like that couple that you're friends with that they're dating and you just know they need to break up. And then finally, two years later, they break up and you're like, oh, God, thank you. Like, that's what this feels like. And then everybody's friends again. Everyone's friends again. We yep. can start start afresh <laughs> with Roman as, as Universal Champion um, and then go from there. So, anyways, thank you guys for listening. Uh, Landon, let's go eat some lunch. Yeah, man. Back to work. Back to work.